some energy so we all need to have more energy here starting with the music next time it needs to be louder or someone's getting their ass whooped I'm just letting you know that all right, anyway so I, I appreciate you guys all being here a little bit here we'll bring out let me sit down here at my fancy desk you know you're over when you have a desk all right so so maybe we'll see how this thing goes maybe we'll rock and roll into a little Q&A with Jurassic Express if you guys are down with that What's the line over here? What's going on? Are you guys waiting for at the bar? What's going on here? What are these people doing over here? I can't see what's going on. Gotcha. Okay, no problem. All right, anyway, so uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys coming out here. Uh, how many people are going to full gear tomorrow night? All right, I figured most people, I was just trying to get a little cheap pop just to get warmed up here. That's the gimmick, you know what I mean? Rod, how many bars are in this friggin' place? There's one over there. Am I seeing something? No, there's one back there. All right, look, uh, we're rocking and rolling. Here we go. Jurassic Express, my special guest here at the Taz Show. Let's bring him out here. Let's go. Jungle Boy right here. Big man himself, Luchasaurus. What's up, brother? Hello, sir. Yes. So we actually... And in a little while, if you guys behave, maybe the third member of Jurassic Express might pop out here. You know who that is. So a uh, little behind the scenes stuff, we actually shared a little breakfast backstairs, right, or backstage I should say. We had some potato chips, yeah. right or wrong? <laughs> yeah, I brought them with me. Uh, you can eat them, that's fine. You just okay. eat your chips here. So listen, it's been a wild ride for you guys and with, with AEW how it's just starting out and it's so new as everybody knows. But so many folks are so excited about it. And I got to say, I'll tell you this right now. Um, for me, as a guy who's been around for a while in the business, it's very rare. And I'll tell you guys this. This is a shoot, okay? It's tough for this current generation of wrestlers, in my opinion, to be innovative. Because so much stuff has been done before, okay? But yet, these gentlemen have found a way to be innovative. So for that, I tip my cat. And I say, good job. Thank you, thank you. Maybe, maybe one of you guys could speak on that. How difficult it was when you're first getting into the business. You know, uh, you know Lucha, maybe you go first. You know, how, because how, you've been through different gimmicks and different stuff, to find that, that, that spot. Uh, well, I've been doing this for 65 million years. It's a patience that you learn over time is, is important. To it. But uh, no, and really, it's difficult because you try to find, everyone says you need to find who you are to be a performer and have people connect to it. But then you're trying to search for who you are and it, sometimes that doesn't work. It's almost got to happen organically. So I had to go through a lot to get to the point where I started doing the Luchasaurus character. And it was something the fans kind of just named me when I came out on Lucha Underground. And then I decided to run with that. And because it was organic, I was starting to connect to it more. I learned that I don't need to be a wrestler. I need to be me out there. And that means a different style from the way I started a match to finish it and everything in between. It's something that is just what my character feels is right for him. And it's not right for anyone else. Right. It might not be according to the rules of wrestling. Right. But it's entertaining. And at least people have told me it's entertaining. And that's what I do. Well, I, I'm telling you it's entertaining. Oh, I you. promise you that. Uh, and Jungle Boy yourself, like when it started out for you in the business, Finding that right gimmick, as we call it, uh, was it a difficult thing, or did you know right away? Um, for me, I got stuck with the Jungle Boy thing. I never thought of it. Um, and when I first got stuck with it, I thought it was really dumb. Um, but over time, I saw that people kind of liked it, and they latched onto it. So I really kind of adapted my style and everything to the name. And um, 
Now, as far as it goes, like being innovative with this team, I think if you look at us, we're obviously not like a cookie cutter team. Um, right. right. He, he's too big. The other guy's too small. Right. But we're right. all different in different ways. But I think going with that and kind of exaggerating those features makes it easier to be innovative because we're not trying to do what other guys are out here doing. Well, you could, I mean, I could see that myself, that you are really uh, trying to be original. And I could tell everybody here this, and, and, and you guys know this because you're living it here on stage. When you break into the business, if you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to get trained right. I was a good athlete. I'm going to be a, a motorcycle gang wrestler with spike wristbands, whatever, hypothetically. My point in saying that is if you say, if you kind of put it in stone what you're going to be, 99% of the times, that don't happen. <laughs> so you kind of stumble upon certain things. And you can't say that this character or this gimmick is going to work. Uh, it's just like, like one of you guys are saying, organically has to happen. And I think that's where Jurassic Express as a duo and a trio, how that's evolving, uh, it's got to be a blast in the confines of AEW. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. And th the thing for us is we're doing the same thing that we did in front of 20 people, in front of 10,000. We're not changing who we are. We're not pandering to the crowd. They're, they're, they're coming with us. They're, they're believing in us before we do anything. And it's, it's something that is really, it's crazy when you find that. But like when we went out there for the first time together on the big stage and they were totally behind us, it just felt, it felt good, it felt natural, and I was, it, I was calm with it, and I was like, wow, this is, for the first time, I'm not like putting on an app. I don't feel like I'm trying to wrestle, I'm trying to impress everyone. Right, right. I'm just doing what I believe in, what I train really hard to, to show as a performance, and the things that we thought would work are working, and we're, we've, like, we've tapped into something, and we've, I feel really fortunate and we want to keep it going. We have, we've only scratched the surface because we haven't had a lot of matches together. Right, right. And we have so many ideas. That's why I want to get healthy, you know, so we get out there and do it. Right. Well, we'll get into your hammock in a minute. Uh, Jungle Boy, and for yourself, you know, you, you know t teaming up with a guy as big as Lucha, okay? Both you guys very athletic. You know, you're obviously not as big as him, and your athleticism jumps. No, but your athleticism jumps off the TV. I mean... Really, uh, it's tremendous how you guys play off each other. Yeah. But I have to ask, whose idea was it, the whole gimmick where you sit on his shoulders? Because, yeah, yeah, that would blow me up. Yeah, we, we get asked that one a lot. It actually, um, we, we didn't plan to tag together. Um, we got put together at a show by Joey Ryan. Um, and I thought it was cool, but I didn't think it was as cool as it turned out being. But it was actually a fan who tweeted. Um, they were like, we think it would be really cool if Jungle Boy rode to the ring on Luchasaurus' <laughs> shoulders. So we were like, all right, that's easy for us to do right. whatever. And um, we did it. And as soon as we came out of the curtain, people went nuts. That was like the biggest pop of the entire show. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't do anything. It was just yeah. me sitting up there. Yep. And so for some reason, that it became the thing. And people love it. And that, it's, awesome. it, it's fun. And it... It kind of like just, we both have some interesting gimmicks that probably need a lot of backstory on their own to make sense. But as soon as he rides my shoulders, the whole story is written right there and everyone understands it. And I think that's the thing. It's like, they felt like, wow, this is something, this is like my childhood. This is like a never ending story. This is like Disneyland. Right. And it just worked. Yeah. And you could tell right away it worked. And that's the thing. You know when something works, when it clicks, you're like, that just worked. And, and, and a lot of times it's because of the audience. If the audience pops the right way or reacts the right way, and you guys as performers, as athletes, you feel it. But I have to say, as far as AEW, I, I actually think it's the perfect spot for this, the, the, what you guys are doing because AEW is doing such a good job with, with characters that are off the beaten path like an Orange Cassidy or what you, know, uh, 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 you, know, what, what, what you guys are doing with Jurassic Express. It's, it's, a, it's a place, I think, that... It's a perfect fit. I can't see it. Not that it wouldn't work anywhere else. I just think for it to get rolling, this is perfect. Yeah, well, for me, I'm sure for you too, but um, e even back home, there, there were a couple, there was a little place at home that had a TV show, a little wrestling show, and right. I wanted to be on it so bad. And uh, I'd go down and help build the ring and all that you're supposed to do, but they told me, they're like, 
we cannot put this character on TV because it's too silly and <laughs> we can't have it for this show. Right. And um, for a while there, I like really debated kind of switching it up and changing and not being Jungle Boy. Um, obviously, I'm glad I didn't. But it's cool for me now that AEW, which is the hottest thing in all of wrestling, it does work for them and they do put it on TV. And, and it feels cool to to know that I kind of stuck to my guns and that it's something that people obviously like. And it's, it is goofy and it is silly, but we're also, we're putting out good work. And it, it's cool to see that people like that. Well, I, listen, I, you know, years ago, right? Many years ago, when I first broke into business, I did a gimmick that actually would be perfect with you guys. I was the Tasmaniac. Okay, I worked barefoot. I had a singlet that had fur. I mean, Google it, you'll see. Anyway, I would have been perfect. You guys remember the Tasmaniac, anybody remember? I think I would have been perfect. I would have taken Marco's stunt. I'd have to whoop his ass. I'd have to take that third spot. Marco's getting mad. He's getting ready to come out. He's going to drop kick me. No, but the thing is that I believe, I'm bringing up my gimmick that I have because what you just said, when you have a gimmick that's a little goofy, you have to make sure, I'm not telling you this as a, I know you guys are doing this. Once the ding, ding, ding happens, you got to bring, which I call the wood. You gotta bring the intensity. You gotta bring the the physicality. You guys do that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a goofy gimmick. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difference too. Is that there's a lot of comedy gimmicks in wrestling that have a niche and that work as comedy. And I think everyone saw our vignettes that were pretty funny with him on my shoulders in the market. And when we came out for our first tag at AEW, the crowd was just into it because they were happy to see it. And I think they would have been okay with us just doing goofy stuff out there. It would have been whatever, but when we went out there and tried to do some high-level things that haven't been seen before, and it all we all hit everything properly, I think that's what sold it. They're like, wow, these guys are going to do innovative wrestling, new-age stuff, and they have kind of a cool character gimmick that we don't see anymore. I think that combo, because I take the wrestling part really serious, and I, I think we both do, and we, we hold ourselves to a really high standard out there, and we re-watch re our stuff all the time, and we're like, oh, that was terrible. I could have done that better. Right, right. Uh, I'm so angry. And other people liked it, but we're going to keep holding ourselves to that standard. So, and I think that's the difference. Well, I think that's vital what you're saying. And obviously, and I know you guys take the in-ring physicality very serious. I could tell by your work rate. And you wouldn't be at the level you're at if you didn't. Yeah. But the thing is, that is so vital. And for fans here, I'm letting you know, like, when you have a gimmick that's a little bit on the goofy or silly side, if you don't bring the intensity on the, on the bell ringing, you people are going to shit on it, yep. and you should. These guys bring the intensity. So, uh, and and, and I, even even like I mentioned, Orange Cassidy, a guy like him, yeah. is, you know, crazy gimmick, hands in the pocket. He's intense. Yeah, he's very intense. But no, but when he brings the physicality, except for those little round kicks, those brutal does. kicks. But you know, once he gets going, <laughs> the guy's legit. The guy can work. You know, and I think that's very important. You know, so uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, now I think it might be time to bring out oh, the boy. third member here. He's, he, he made it. We finally, I, I couldn't keep a hold of him earlier. He was I, running around. Yeah, I think he's still here, right? All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome the third member of Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt, my friend. Let's get a chair out here for Marco. He'll be here. I see him. You guys can't. Yeah, well. <laughs> this guy. High five. Right. What's up, brother? All right. So you got the, what does he got? Uh-oh. He's got the mask. Dude, oh, he's got these breakfast. Ones, these you got spicy, you? dude. All right. Can we, can we get a mic? Oh, are we going to share a mic for Marco? Yeah. So, Babysaurus. So now this is a presento, a present from you, Lucha, to Marco, correct? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I couldn't make the, the big debut match against the Lucha Brothers, because I got hurt like the worst possible time, uh -huh. right. he, he stepped up. Stepped up, so he earned his stripes, and I gave him uh, a token of my appreciation there. That's awesome. Use I mean, with that, care. Be, that has a lot of power. Careful. I never got one of those. Wait, wait. But you're, Marco, on, shouldn't good. you be wearing it? Like, what's going on, bro? Like, you're just kind of like in and out of the gimmick. Is that what we're doing? It makes me feel real funny, and I like the way it makes me feel. All right. It gives me <laughs> tingles in certain places that I probably shouldn't talk about on stage. I, I feel you. All right. That's good. So, Marco, let's speak on you for a second here because you aligning with these two men here in this, this 
awesome gimmick, which is great, and people love it. It's, it's uh, I mean, it's hot right now, and even though Lucha's coming off an injury, I don't know, we got guys eating, we got guys, he's painting his face. What is that? What do you got a little? What? It's secret green I'll stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. Got some kind Amino of. Amino acids and other stuff. Other Black stuff. tongue gimmick. That's tar. Dude, take Straight some. tar. Take some, Marco. You need some. Anyway. Take some in front of these I people. I don't need any. Right. Marco, Sorry. for you. Yeah, okay, come on. Okay, for dude. you. How important was it to be aligned with these two guys? That, that opportunity. Speak on that if you don't mind, my friend. Um, I think it's given me more of an opportunity to shine in a uh, bigger picture. Because I feel like if I had come in, everybody would have just seen the small little kid just running around, getting thrown around by everybody. But now we, we add me to the mix of this crazy duo right here, and they're able to throw me around instead of other people throwing me around. And we're using me as a weapon instead of me right. just trying to go out there and beat people his size up, you know? That's awesome. And, and I really believe that, you know, as awesome as Jungle Boy is, as awesome as Luchasaurus is, Adding you makes it even just brings it over the top. And it's almost like, it's like, hey, everybody remembers the Freebirds, right? Remember the Freebirds? Interesting. They were a great, you know, a great, you know, six-man deal, three, you know, three-man deal there in six-man matches. And I feel like you guys, as time evolves here, I'm totally different gimmick than the Freebirds, obviously. But I'm just saying that success that those three men had together as a cohesive unit. I feel you guys can do that. I'm sure you've done your homework and looked at other three-person team, three-men teams. And, I mean, I think of the Freebirds right away with something like that. Again, different style than you guys. Totally different generation. All of that. But they were over as, as a trio. You know what I mean? Trio, I should say. You know? So I think that's, that's really cool. Um, now, Marco, with yourself, so how long, how long have you been in the business? How long have you been working? Uh, since January of 2015. Okay. So. Right, so you, okay, so I don't think people realize you've been working several years, because yeah. you, you look so young, I don't think you're as young as you look, he's actually 50, 56 years old. That's <laughs> <laughs> Just a little younger than me. <laughs> yeah. He's older than me. He, is he older than yeah. you? Is he really older? Actually he is, yeah. That's funny shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Just by a year. Just by so, a year. For, for the Jurassic Express, okay, what is... The big goal. I know, big man, you're injured right now. How's that coming along, by the way? Uh, I've been doing as much rehab as I possibly can on this. Luckily, it wasn't a tendon injury. So muscle injuries can heal anywhere from like one to three months. I've, I've, the doctors have, have, are looking at me every week. Uh, and when I'm finally clear, I told them I need to see a paleontologist, number one. That's the first holdup on this whole thing. <laughs> but um, I'm hoping at the latest I, I return in January, at the beginning of January. But that would be the latest. Like, I'm hoping to be back earlier than that, but we'll see. Coincidentally enough, I was in Philadelphia at that AW show when that happened. And yeah. I, I, you know, backstage, it was like early in the day, it was like, oh my God, it was a big problem, as you guys know. But it was an audible call, and it worked out well, and you two guys, you know, did your thing and on Dynamite, which was awesome. But, you know, and sometimes an injury happens for a reason, uh, more than just the physical injury. There's a, there's a reason why it was paused, you know. So, I, it's obvious AEW loves you guys. The AEW fan base, wrestling fans love you guys. Oh, yeah. So. I think it's definitely setting us up for something bigger coming. I say think, that again a little louder, bro. I think it's definitely setting something up yeah. way bigger than oh, yeah, what we absolutely. had originally planned. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not glad it happened. But I think it did kind of, it kind of gave Marco an opportunity that I don't know if he necessarily would have had before. Um, Yeah, you know, I I think we are lucky in that people already like this team, and we we have never even been on TV, actually. Right. So it's cool now because I get to look forward to our other TV debut of when we actually get the whole team together. Right. Um, But I think, obviously, as you saw on the Internet, there was a huge... Everyone was talking about Marco for a day. It was... He was the top of the charts. And um, good, bad, or whatever, that's, it, it's kind of all you can ask for. We're, in one way or another, we're what everybody's talking about. And I think, um, you know, it's unfortunate why it happened this time. But right. it'll be okay. We, we, have, we have a lot of time left. Sure. So it's, oh, it's no, you gonna... have nothing but time. And I also think that, I mean, for 
the people here live in attendance and wrestling fans watching this on Fight TV or, or hearing it wherever, you know, I don't, they might not know, like, because a lot of teams don't get along. A lot of, I've been in tag team, I've been with tag teams as a tag team wrestler, and I hated my fucking partner, and he hated me. Trust me. So, you guys actually get along really well, and you guys, from what I understand, are actually really good friends, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, me and Jungle Boy have known each other for like 10 years. My first day of wrestling school, that first week, he was also there for his first week. So, awesome. he was just a little younger than me. Yeah, I was 10. <laughs> Like 10. And then he, I got, he took a sabbatical to go to middle school. But Lucha, a lot of people know, like you were on Big Brother. So anybody who listens to my show knows yeah. I'm a big mark for Big Brother for years. Everybody, dude. How do you know it's me? Big Brother fans in here? Big Brother? Some little bit? All right. It's a reality show on television. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what was that experience like, dude? Well, it somehow turned me into a dinosaur. So <laughs> psychologically, I've never been the same. Um, it was a pretty dramatic experience for people that don't know they lock you in a house i was in that house for 89 days with no communication to the outside world and every week you vote each other out and you don't know who's your friend and who's not so everyone gets really paranoid and then yeah, they're holding they're, they're passing chips around hang on a second. of course they are there we go don't eat off the floor don't eat off the floor marco do not don't don't egg them on don't do it don't <laughs> Damn. And anyway, as I was saying, um, it, was, um, it was a pretty dramatic experience to go through that, have cameras on you for three months, everyone's telling you how big of a star you are, how important you are, and then as soon as it's over, it's gone. And a lot of people have to just return to their nine-to-five job, and it's hard to readjust. Right. And you feel a real depression afterwards. And I wasn't wrestling at the time. It was in between wrestling for me. Afterwards, I got the Lucha Underground shot that got me into this character eventually. So it all worked out. And I probably would never have gotten to that point without going on the show. But it was an experience that definitely, I think, grew me up as a human being and prepared me to be in front of a large audience. Of course. Yeah. Especially about with cameras all over the place. Okay, Jungle Boy, how much candy and chips and oh, they snacks don't stop. do you actually have with I you? I hope he has a lot. Bro, it's I, have, I have four stop. candies. Um, this is what it's actually like to be a wrestler. Um, we had to wake up and come right here. So all this stuff is the first stuff I've had. Spoil your appetite, man. Diet of champions, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I'm an ECW original. Trust me. I've seen some bad morning diets. Stuff that was illegal. That's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) I can tell you that right now. And so, listen, let me ask you you guys as a unit. For some of the guys from older generations, like from my generation or generation before, generations after, that that maybe would, would scoff on a gimmick like this, on the character, where... Uh, they would say, ah, oh, it's too goofy, ah, oh, it's, it's, it's silly-ass stuff, blah, 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 blah. Does that inspire you guys, or do you just blow it off? Marco? Yeah, Marco. Be nice. <laughs> I'll be nice. All right. I feel like, all right, in reality, I tend to try to stay away from it, because I do take negative critiques, and I, and I take it to heart a lot of times, but... I've, I've been around a lot of good people recently, and I've been—I've got a lot of a lot of credibility, a lot of credible people telling me that I'm doing good, that I'm that I'm that I'm on the right track and everything. And so I'm going to take that to heart, rather than take take these—I um, guess you could say—some old timers that that want to talk certain certain ways to certain people and think it's okay to get away with that. <laughs> I think I think realistically, they are grasping to stay relevant, and they're trying to latch on to something that is. I, you know, I respect that, and I I guess being up here with you three young cats, I feel like an old timer. But here's the thing: I, I will you. tell you, I, no, I I've always tried to keep myself. I believe in, and for you guys here to, you know, and for you guys to hear me say this. And I've said it on my podcast before. I believe in the progression of the industry. I do. I really do. And listen, I'm an old, at the end of the day, yeah, I broke into business old school. You know, and I, you know, I'm about exchanging holes, catches, catch can, all that shit. But I also believe in the entertainment factor of the business. And I believe in what the audience feels they like. And it's different forms of entertainment. And that's why I, I don't shit on anybody's style. That's today's generation. Well, I, I, I believe in that. And I encourage guys that are my age, 
for my generation, wrestlers, managers, or what have you, smarten the fuck up and don't shit on these guys today. Okay, and now I'm going on and on here, and I'm going to tell you one more thing. Years ago, right, with the whole ECW fucking thing, everybody, guys, the generation before that ECW generation, they were shitting on everything we did. They fucking hated everything we did. And all they did was bury it. You're killing the business. You're killing the town. And you know what we were like? Fuck off. And that's what these guys, this generation's like. They have more class and they're more professional to say fuck off. So they're doing it the smarter way by just getting over and getting you people on their side, which is very smart. So I respect and, no. Yeah, I, you know, in 2013 when I was in developmental somewhere else, they, they sat me down in a room after six months and said, hey, wrestling's not for you. You're not cut out for it. Find another job. And you know what? Like, I could have taken that to heart and just walked away because their style wasn't for me. They were right. It wasn't for me. I had to go off and find something completely different. And I go out there and I perform my way. I don't think I do anything I learned in a wrestling school in my matches because it doesn't work for me. Uh, I do what I know it works, and it's a performance. And if people are off their phones, not t texting every 10 seconds, instead looking at the screen at what I'm doing, in 2019, that's a major accomplishment to keep people's uh, interest like that. And that's my goal in our matches is to do stuff that's exciting, different, and they know when our team comes out there that they're going to get something they haven't seen on the show yet. That's the goal, and that if, if as long as we accomplish that and we never get lazy, I'm happy. That and you should be, Marco. Seems like you have something to say, or I uh, no, I mean I was just gonna reflect back on a little bit, but like I was, I was, I started wrestling in Memphis in the Memphis area, and so I was trained. It was drilled into my head to not wrestle the way that we wrestle now, right. like, and still to this day, I've got people from back home that that don't agree with the things that I do, and, and, and they think they should be in my place and everything, blah, 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 this and that. But, like, and I, and I totally, getting back to my point, I totally understand the mindset of, of you should do this, you should do that. But, like you said, wrestling evolves, and wrestling has right. evolved, and it's gotten to where it is now. And I feel like, realistically, wrestling's on an, an incline right now again. It sure is. There's a boom. I think it's important with that whole thing to really remember uh, who we're doing this for. Because uh, we're, we're not up here wrestling for Jim Cornette or right. development. That right. doesn't matter. We're here wrestling for these people. People, the customer, the um, fans, yeah. Yeah, so, so whether they like it or not, it, it doesn't really matter to us. We're here to make a group of people happy, and if they're happy, then we're happy. That's it. I also it, like to pop the boys, too. I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> <And that's great. laughs> Oh, don't worry, you're popping the boys. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but no, well, Jungle Boy, you're right, though. I mean, you, you don't need to play. And you guys, I'm not telling you, like, don't do that. But I'm telling you, like, you don't need to placate to any wrestlers of any generation or promoters of any generation. And you need to placate to the people that pay the bills, and that's the audience. Yeah. And those are the ones that pull in the entertainment. Yeah. And I, I had an outburst about the ECW thing because I remember. And I remember people, wrestlers, and older wrestlers ripping what was going on. And I wasn't a guy with the weapons and the blood. I was different than everybody else there, but I was still part of that machine. You guys are part of this AEW machine, which is awesome, and there, you know, I, I, it's progression. And that's what the business is. And that's what fans want. Fans have seen all this other shit already. You know? Yeah, and you know, and, you know Moxley called it a paradigm shift, right? And I think People need to look at it like that, too, that are criticizing it. It's like we're not trying to be another company or follow another company's rules of what wrestling is supposed to be. We're kind of creating our own rules. It's our own show, our own performances. And I think o over time, people are going to understand that as it evolves and grows and we kind of get things solidified. Because everything's so new right now. Everyone wants to go, well, they're doing this over here. And why are we're, we're, we're not going out there trying to be like anyone else. It's not a competition in my eyes with anyone, it, like, except for ourselves. We're trying to just well, do the best performance. But that's the key right there. Uh, you have to, and you know this, you have to compete and put pressure on yourself. Yes. And that's, that's, that's the key. Where other promotions, they're going to put pressure on you. Yeah. Okay, and that's a big difference. I mean, and like, if you have a promoter or you have a company, no matter who it is, that they have a gun to your head, and tell you, do this, do that, do this, do this. Well, not literally, you know. 
Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's tough as a performer to go out and create entertainment and be entertaining because you have someone screaming at you to do it, where yeah. you guys are applying your creative, you know, your craft, applying your craft creatively from your creativity, which yeah. is... They let us do what we come up with. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's our ideas. And we have a lot of them, so it's great. And, and that's awesome. And just keep on rolling with it. Yeah. So it's, you guys are doing great. I mean, I'm re I just can't wait to see more from you guys. Um, and I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what you guys do. No, well, you know, just... I'm not just putting you over, I put you over behind the scenes. I like these guys. Oh, that's nice, so thank you. I do, I mean, I don't like most people. I mean, people know that. I have anger issues, I'm yeah, fucked I, up. I, I get it. So anyway, you wanna do a little Q&A here with the Jurassic Express, what do we think? Is that MJF Where's there? uh, I can't see shit. We got a mic right in the house. Oh, there we go, Josh. There All right. Hey, I heard he rode in like the regular people section on the airplane. Did you guys hear that? MJF, why are you here watching our show? I could have got you a free ticket. You didn't have to buy one. I mean, one. I do too. Wait, hold on. He was behind Orange Cassidy. Who's that up there? Max. MJF. He was Is that him? Basic economy. It's Max. Bro, you got to actually try and steal the shine? Is that what you're doing? Look at him. He's Bro. not over enough. Is that what's going Wait on? Wait a second. That's what he's doing. I had you on a Taz show in Vegas. All right. Can you get me MJF, a vodka? MJF, and gentlemen. <laughs> What, what, do we need, do you might not need a mic. Everybody be quiet. MJF has a question. I don't know. Why don't you ask your mom, Max? Oh, shit. Oh, no, he's coming down here. I think Hold Max is leaving. He's Max is out the building. Hey, security. Yeah, I got a bad hamstring, guys. Do Relax. I have enough pool to call Marco, security? Marco, you're good. Don't worry about it. You, you got you got Jungle Boy here. You got you got Luchasaurus here. You're lucky oh. I'm behind Taz right now. Go under the table. You'll be good. Don't worry about it. Oh, there You're he right. is. I'll put Go him through the, the table. Is he, is he coming down here? Yeah, that's Cody's best friend. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh wait. No. Don't you dare, MJF. You don't interrupt this yeah. show. I'll yeah. have Jungle Boy kick your head off. Damn right. Can I say that? <laughs> All right, now for the real yeah, Q&A. Josh, where are you, buddy? What do you got? Right. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm right over here. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, name's Josh, and this is for Marco. Uh, I was at the last or second last show, and I heard you uh, injured your neck. How is that uh, exactly doing? How is your neck doing? He heard that you had injured your neck. Oh, uh, I did have an awkward landing, and uh, it did jar me a little bit, but I am okay. It only took me like three days to recover. So, it's, I mean, I just feel like I wrestled a match, just, but I'm all right. Careful with that. That neck thing is, uh, could be a problem. Who else we got, Josh? All right, we have Alex here. Alex, what's your question? Uh, my question goes to all of you. Um, I think that your trios maneuvers are really, really innovative. Um, obviously, not every other three-man group can do the kind of things you've come up with. Uh, where are you finding the inspiration for, for those, those set moves? For, like, our moves and stuff? Yeah, when it's all, all three of you in the ring. Yeah, did you... Um, I think we all have kind of similar things and different things. Uh, we're all really into gymnastics and parkour and stuff like that. Um, and so that's definitely something I think we try and implement in our wrestling. Um, I know you get a... Yeah, I, I look at everywhere. Honestly, I look at a lot of, like, uh, fight movies. One of my best friends is a stunt guy in Hollywood that does a lot of really high-level things. And he's a big wrestling fan. So Don't you know John Morrison? Yeah, Morrison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me and Morrison are buds. Oh, that's my boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I know him a long time. That's we were training man. together two days ago, coming up with moves. That's we sit boy. there and just literally try to come up with new things. And, like, I'll watch, I watch the movie The Raid to get one of my kicks I do. It's really simple, but people like it a lot. And I'm, uh, I just kind of look anywhere for ideas. Right. I look outside of wrestling for a lot of ideas, and then I turn it in my brain into Luchasaurus wrestling style. Right. Um, and then we are always coming up with ideas and shooting them back to each other and then try them at the center. Whenever people ask me about wrestling these days, I tell them, dude, go to learn gymnastics too as you're learning wrestling. Just to well, have proficiency so you don't die out there and you can flip to your stomach. You know, there's things that I've learned from gymnastics that have been very helpful. Well, I think uh, gymnastics, I mean, they're underrated athletes. I mean, because the things that they can do yeah. on a mat, for sure. And I do think that it definitely could help 
for sure, some protect themselves. And you mentioned like a stunt man or a stunt woman. Yeah. You know, they take bumps just like wrestlers oh, take yeah. bumps. So it's like that's a that's a pretty good hybrid mix right there. But no, I, I think in this day and age today, I do think it's important for most guys or girls coming up as talents probably to delve into some gymnastics. Yeah. I, I really, oh, for I sure. Really There's do. so I don't think um, I, anyone probably could wrestle for more than a couple of years without somebody asking them to take a bump where they go over their head, right? Right, but, right. Like it's gonna happen. There's so sure. many moves nowadays. Um, and everyone's always trying to top themselves with moves. And not that you have to do something you're uncomfortable with, but it's cool if you have something, a little bit of a background of knowledge on how to land safely. Also, it just, I think, opens up doors on how to move out there. And, like, for me, um, all my fight training in martial, like, Taekwondo. I can see that in your striking ability, yeah, your kicks. Yep. That's what's really helped, I think, my wrestling, you know, footwork and stuff more than any wrestling drill ever did. Sure. And it just... And it's made me relax out there. And now I try to look at Mortal Kombat. I try to move like a reptile from Mortal Kombat almost. You look it. <laughs> yeah. It works. Like, that's the thing, though. I try to find inspiration anywhere I can. Uh, so, so any, that's what you got to do. I'm always looking. Bro, I should manage you guys. That'd be cool. As the Tasmaniac. That would be sick. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that why we're out here? Is that the whole point? <laughs> Kayfabe. I'm joking. Dude. I, I don't think like, I look in that singlet anymore. I'm sorry. I get like that. four spam telemarketer calls a day now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, where you at, buddy? All right, I am here, and I'm here with another Josh. Josh, what is your all question? Right, Josh. Hey, uh, well, sidebar before I ask my question, all the shit that Marco, you're getting, and every, go fuck themselves, okay? Because Hell you guys yeah. are entertaining as shit, all right? I love Thank you guys, you. all right? Thank you. My question is, and I don't mean to bring up a sensitive subject, but Jungle Boy, your yeah. dad, um, what was the, I grew up with him, I'm 38, so, you know, I, I, yeah. I watched. What was the best advice, because I know your dad was a big wrestling fan. What was the best advice your dad ever gave to you or the, the wrestling business or just in general? Okay, let me think, it's hard, because th th there was a lot of advice. I'm trying to think about particular, <laughs> is that a fly? There's a fly. I tried to get it earlier. I saw it, I did. Diseases are bad. <laughs> I, um, I've never said this in public before, but I'll tell it, because... This was back when I, I first started wrestling when I was like 10 years old with him. Um, and I remember talking to my dad one day in the car and I was, I was saying something about chasing my dream. And um, you know, my dad came from Ohio and he didn't have a lot of money and he used to shovel asphalt and stuff like that. So he really knew what it was like to kind of, to follow your dream. Um, but he told me, it's not enough to chase your dream. Every, everyone out here says they want to follow their dream. And um, he said to me, he's like, what you have to do is you have to chase it down, you have to tackle it to the ground, you have to cut its head off and hang it on your wall. And that's what it really takes to be successful. Wow. And I was a little kid, and I just thought it was a cool thing cutting someone's head off. But the more I thought about it, <laughs> it really is what it's like. It's, you you got to put 100% of yourself into this and go after it fully. And I think, for me, it was good to have someone who had done that and it had paid off for them. So I knew that the advice coming from him was real. So I think, you know, among other things, that, that was one that kind of stuck with me. Yeah, you're, yeah, well said. And your dad, legendary uh, uh, actor and performer and just great. Uh, and I got to tell you, what he said to you is spot on. And a lot of people, you know, and to, to, to Jungle Boy's point, you know, and to your dad's point, you hear that cliche all the time. Follow your dreams. It's a load of bullshit. You gotta follow your dreams, and you have to slay that motherfucker. You, well, and it, you gotta get ready to be told no. You get told no more than you get told yeah. yes on the way up. And the other thing too is, you know, you might have a vision of what that dream is, and it's gonna change on the path. And that's for me. You know, I never imagined this was gonna be the end result of the dream. I wanted to be a wrestler since I was seven. Right. You know, I thought I was gonna be like Edge or something and be the radar superstar. Like that was right. like. I didn't know I'd end up being the dinosaur, right? But I followed it. I let the path take me where it wanted to go. And then when things were working, I attacked it. And you got to be willing to be flexible with it, yeah. too. I, I, think, I think in more than one way, uh, to be successful in wrestling, you need to be able to do it on the fly and kind of go with it as a well, you gotta read add a lib. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. You have to add lib, and not just in the ring, to your point. Yeah. It's oh, in shit. your career. I ain't add lib yeah, anything in the ring. That. Right, right. <laughs> Josh, where are you? All right, we have Sean here. Sean, what is your question? So first, I do want to say, Marco Stunt, that match that you were in was incredible. So that tag match was outstanding by both of you guys. Um, and, I, and I want to make sure you know that, because truthfully, that was super entertaining. 
Um, the other thing I want to say is actually for Luchasaurus, uh, wearing the mask. Now, I know that what, it's... What, what mask? <laughs> he's not wearing a mask. I, right. He's not. That's real. He feels... <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, using expression on your face. Yeah. How do you kind of deal with that? Because obviously the, you can't really use it as well. So what are some techniques you've used? Yeah, to... well, actually, that's a good point because I've over time I've opened the mask up to have wider eyes, wider mouth. Um, at first it was like covering me completely and I couldn't breathe, um, let alone do any kind of facial expressions. But I think like facial expressions are really important for me. So um, I, I've been working on it too because I want to have more mannerisms with my body. A lot of it's body language and the way I, you know, I'll start at, you know, to come back to to raise my chest and move more and like things with my hands while not pandering to the crowd because I really hate that. I think I, I kind of direct it at my opponents and really just let the intensity of the moment start to carry over and show in my, the way I'm just moving. Um, but it is tricky with the mask because I forget. And um, then there's hair too in the way sometimes. So like there's a lot more to think when you do have, when you're a masked wrestler when it comes to emoting. Um, but there's definitely, I'm still working on it. There's definitely ways, but so far it seems to be working and people feel what I'm doing out there. So I'm just trying to play on that more and also study some guys like, I study Kane a lot. I study how he did it with the mask because he had a lot of subtle body language, just the way he cocked his head to the side that, that could tell a lot of the story too. So there's, I, there's a lot of tape study for me to do as well in it. I just want to say, I'm really glad I'm on your team and not against you. Well, that's oh, yeah, right. no. well said, Marco. Josh? All right, we have Stefan here. Stefan, what is your question? Stefan. All right, guys, um, real quickly, you guys work well as a team together, um, you know, in different combinations and stuff like that. Um, but when you guys were growing up, I'm sure you watched plenty of tag teams. Who is one tag team that you wish you could work with at their prime? It, it's funny because he, he's a good friend of Luchasaurus and he's helped us a lot, but Eminem I was really into. Oh, I said oh they were man. Cool. That's, I totally would have said them, yeah. Well, I've had the opportunity to call I, a lot of their matches on SmackDown. Dude, you, you calling them was so Dude, first and those guys, memories. you guys and those, that would have been money. <laughs> I, I would like to wrestle against uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, nice. their entrance yeah. used to be my favorite. They were oh, sick. man. They dude, just ran that's down. Like, and then... I do that little slide under the post because that of that. Yeah. Nice. What about, like, them. Owen Hart and British Bulldog, if you want to go back even further, when they were teaming in the Hart Foundation? I wasn't alive then. I know you guys weren't alive yet, but... <laughs> I was a big Hart Foundation fan when I was a kid, so... Well, great, great team. Yeah. I mean, you know, Night Hart. The whole group. Red Hart. Yeah, but still, they were amazing. They're legendary, obviously. Yeah. All right, Josh, get ready. All right, we have Nick and Ben here. Nick, what's the question? Hey, how you guys doing? Big fans. Thank uh, you, man. We learned uh, to love the Luchasaurus through Big Brother, <laughs> which that was, was me, awesome. Thought, yeah. You were great. Thank uh, you. Was there any thought when you went on to the show, something that we talked about, that, and I'm sorry if I missed this, but was there any thought that, hey, this might help me with wrestling or no? Well, that was the main reason I did it. And it was funny, like, um, I was still under contract with developmental um, uh, NXT. The first time Big Brother asked me to do it, I was rehabbing an injury. And I didn't tell anybody, and I didn't think I was going to get on Big Brother. But the next thing you know, they're literally scooping me up from my house. Shoot, they really do it without telling you. And they took my phone. They and took I'm, you as a hostage? They took me as a hostage. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Listen, listen. I've watched the show for yeah. years. Bro, there's no way when they're coming to your house, they're not smarting you guys up. No. Here's what happens. They let you know that, hey, we're going to come do a photo shoot and a video shoot. So you, you might You just wanna... happen to have this big, giant key in your gym bag? Dude, they present you the key and they say, all right, you have an hour to pack and you really only have an hour to pack. Uh, uh. It really happened. Well, here's, I'll tell you the story. So they uh. took me away. And I'm not telling them I'm still under contract. So I'm in the hotel. They're like, oh, you're going to be in this room for seven days, no contact. After one day, I snap. I say, hey, I can't do this. I want to go home. I'm sorry. So I quit, and I left the show, and they were pissed. A year later, they call me back. Out of the 100,000 contestants they went really? through, they said, hey, we want you back. Do you want to do it this year and not screw with us? And I went, you guys really want me back that bad? Okay. And now I was out of the contract, so I didn't have to worry about it. And now I knew when they were coming to pick me up, okay, this means they're picking me up. So I was totally prepared the second time. Oh. Um, but, yeah, dude, and I was thinking, too, wow, this is a chance for me to maybe get back in wrestling. So I'm going to do the character I wanted to be and just be crazy in the house. And it really didn't lead to anything for me. It did not help me with wrestling at yeah, all. You used to, I used to see the live feeds, and you would talk about the yeah. wrestling business on there. Oh, I yeah. can't remember the girl's name with the blonde hair. I don't remember her name. Um, neither do I. No. <laughs> 
she, she was the twin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. God. I don't I don't talk to them anymore. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, yeah, but you used to talk. I mean, I hear you talk a lot on those live feeds about wrestling, yeah. about, you know. Um, I really wanted to get back into it, and I thought that was a chance to do it. I had this huge audience. I thought, and you get out of there, and nothing. And Lucha Underground had the same producers as Big Brother. Right, and Chris they Roach were, and those guys, yeah. They didn't seem interested either. And then the next thing you know, six months later, Joey Ryan, of all people, said, hey, there's a Lucha tryout today, and I can have two people come. Do you want to go? And I'm like, no. He's like, come on, just go. So I go. I hadn't wrestled in two years. They had me go out there and have a match with a luchador who doesn't speak English, and it was probably really bad, but they, some reason they liked it, and they said, hey, we're gonna make you a character show up on Saturday. And next thing you know, they give me a giant snake mask to wear, and I'm like, these motherfuckers, they're making fun of me being Judas on Big Brother. They want me to be a giant snake, because I was a snake on the show. Yeah. This is so stupid. And then I go out there, crowd starts chanting Luchasaurus, and I went, light bulb, uh, let's yeah. run with that and see what happens. Perfect. So It's yeah. funny you said snake. Okay, yeah. I thought of this gimmick for you guys oh when boy. I was on the way to this building here. This is groundbreaking, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be either really, really good, Jungle Boy, or the shits. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to make some noise. And someone's going to have to go to, to these EVPs, to Cody, to the Bucks, to Omega, and tell them this idea. I say that the Jurassic Express needs a fucking Komodo dragon. Imagine Marco stunt with a leash, with a Komodo dragon. Like, remember Ricky Steamboat back in the day used to have a Komodo dragon. You guys, you know, a Komodo dragon. Like a real one? A fucking real Dude, one. Aren't they super poisonous, though? Aren't they? You just, then they drug them up. They isn't, like, the PETA up. group going to get mad about that No, they give them somas. They just... Those things oh, are I like want the somas. As, you don't give it to them. Those things are as big as me. me. I think we should get a monkey, too. Yeah, I, I was going to buy like a monkey, monkey and, like, have it walk out with me. Like a chimpanzee? No, like one of those Ross monkeys, you know, from Friends. No, like a Komodo dragon, I just think, I thought you guys would, I guess, no. You no. could have it on a leash, and I could have a monkey. Okay, you, what you, are you get gonna the monkey, have? we'll get the dragon. What are you going to have? No, no, but I think a, a reptile is better. You said snake. The monkey can ride the dragon. A Komodo dragon is badass. I'm sorry, yeah, that's that just my cool. thing. Josh, where are you? All right, we have Juan here. Juan, what's your question? Hey, guys, as one of the talented trios in AEW, what do you guys feel about AEW in the future adding a trio's title or a triple threat title, and how do you guys feel you'll stack up against the other trios in AEW? I, There's only really like two other trios yeah. that I can think, right? Be like an AEW, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think I think it would be super cool, and I think it's something we could, uh, if there were to be a whole division. Obviously, I think we could build on it. We've only right now really got to have one kind of trio's opponent, and that was SCU, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I think it's really cool. I think the trio kind of lets you do so much more than just a tag. Um, obviously, there's another perk, but there's like a whole nother layer of things that you can do, and I think that will give us an opportunity to really be innovative in a whole other way, because um, I don't think there's been a ton of really great trios wrestling before, so I think it is definitely something we could uh, kind of dive into deeper if everyone's down. I like having three guys to kick. So, yes, let's do that. <laughs> Be good. What do you think? You want a trios division? You think trios division? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, trios. Golden Elite, OEW. I mean, you could throw a bunch of guys out there. Um, yeah, I know two of those in, teams. Yeah. Inner Circle. Well, yeah, you know, you got, I mean, you got the Inner Circle guys with oh, Sammy. Yeah, you could have Santana, uh, you know, Ortiz, you know. Oh, yeah, shit. you could do something. That would be fun, yeah. That would be yeah, great. Let's do it. I think Josh, you got another one? Uh, anybody? Who has a question? Okay. Show of hands. Did we? Gentlemen yeah, in the front here. Down the front. Over here, front. I want to get feedback on the microphone. It's a dope, dope outfit. Careful, yeah. Thank you. All right. What's your question here? Uh, I got another one for you. This one's uh, specific to Luchasaurus. How did you uh, come to the decision to wear those, uh, the toe uh, boots, like the toe socks that you... Kick wrestled? pads, bro. Kick pads. Kick pads. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I think he means the, the shoes. I the actually, toe, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I wear the lizard feet out there. Um, I, I actually am one of the few people that actually think those shoes are cool. Uh, and I get my girlfriend yells at me about that. She won't ever let me wear them in public. Uh... Whatever. But I train barefoot, all my gymnastics training, my martial arts training. It's all barefoot. The only time I'm ever wearing shoes was when I wrestled, and it made me feel awkward because that's not how I train. 
and I'm not gonna start training the shoes, so I was like, why don't I wear these? And as soon as I put them on, it just felt better. It felt more like I was in the character even. And um, I just really like the way I move in them. There's not a lot of support in them, but I don't take a lot of bumps. Well, <laughs> it's no, nice Jungle Boy's job. Right, well, being the bigger guy of the three of you, yeah. of course, you're not bumping as much. The thing with working barefoot, like I said, I did it for a long time. Oh, that's time. right, yeah. And it's, you know, I, I mean, I was, it, it, and the more you're doing it, it does kill your feet. And I had a judo background, so my feet yep. were callous, but I broke my heel, I broke my toes. <laughs> but over time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it does wear on you, and you're a, big, a lot bigger than, than I was, so... But if you can keep doing it, you're right. It doesn't hinder you. You can move quicker, and I think that's why you're so fleet-footed in a ring for a guy your size. It, it totally makes a difference, uh, yeah. you know, because I like to move. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I want to move slow out there because right. I, I want people to know I am still a monster. But there are moments where I need to turn it up. I do my kick combos, and those moments I need to, in, in my mind, I have to hold myself to the standard of someone that would have my size doing those kicks. Right. It's not okay just, wow, he did the kick. He's a big guy. It's cool. No, it has to be good as well. Like, I want to hold big guys to a standard of excellence, because there's a lot of big guys now trying to flip and kick and do what everyone else is doing. But if it's not clean, if it's not as clean as the guy that's five six, I don't think you should be complimenting it or definitely not doing it. Right. Well, no. calling them out. Well said. I agree. Yeah. Well, anyway, your your styles, the three of you guys complement each other. You guys are doing great. Um, I don't have to tell you continued success because you're going to have it. I listen. Pardon my ignorance. Maybe I'm a little not knowing that some of these other people have been knocking or you because you're not as big as a lot of guys i could tell you as a guy who was an undersized wrestler fuck that don't listen to any of that noise work work your ass off and prove people wrong use that as motivation the three of you guys are i got to know you a little bit when i met you guys in philly and and now and you guys are good guys and you're going to be very successful and i'm i appreciate you guys coming out here with me in front of all these people here you know and just talking and stuff like that and chilling out. And, and I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, and I think I could speak for Jurassic Express on that too. So thank you guys and keep kicking ass. Thanks everyone, thank you. Thank you. When I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture Don't result in getting paid now I've been one